Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back, everyone, to the first team NFL draft and college football podcast. We have now surpassed the all-star game circuit for the 2024 NFL draft, which means we're coming up on combine. Ryan Roberts, of course, will be down in Indianapolis, along with Joe DeLeo, my co-host here on the first team. Then we'll be talking pro day circuit, top 30 visits. It is clear sailing right here, folks, until April. We have to give you guys a little bit of insight to some of the top players in the 2024 NFL draft and some of the names that you will be hearing. Well, you've heard already on Saturdays, but you'll be hearing shortly on Sundays. Got Mr. John Rice Plumley, who I'm sure everybody remembers <laughs> for the dynamic start to his Ole Miss career that he had, rushing for over a thousand yards back when he was a true freshman, and then now turning into one of the more underrated signal callers at all of college football for the UCF Golden Knights over the last two years. John Rice, I really appreciate you for taking some time, man. I know we were talking a little bit before we start, but you're fresh off of two All-Star games. Now you're training for the Pro Day and doing all that type of stuff, man. Really appreciate you for joining the show today. It's very much appreciated. Yeah, excited to be here, man. Excited to, to, to talk a little bit as well. Absolutely. So let, let me start off before we get into the NFL draft process. For most people that I'm sure have heard your name plenty at this point because you have a Really interesting backstory, being a two-sport athlete on the college level, which is hard to do, <laughs> and you've done it at two separate programs, one in the SEC, helping another get into the Big 12, obviously UCF. Uh, talk to me just to start out with, because I remember seeing a video, I think it may have been from this last offseason, where you were literally playing in a baseball game, and then I believe that you got over to the UCF spring game right after that as well, so you did a great job of managing both of those sports and being able to also be a student athlete on top. But talk to me about just the ability that you had to play two sports in college. I mean, it is a very unique thing, obviously, but I'm sure it's something that was <laughs> the time of your life, to say the least. Yeah, um, man, what an opportunity, right? Like not everybody gets to do uh, two sports. Really, not everybody gets to do one sport at the collegiate collegiate level like I got to do, uh, much less play two sports. Um, so, man, I was I was living my dream, uh, to say the least. Uh, I mean, back from my, uh, I mean, you know, youngest memory, that's all I ever wanted to do, right, was play football and baseball at the highest level. And so um, I'm super thankful for Ole Miss and UCF uh, for giving me the opportunity to do just that, right? Like, um, yep. I think it's one thing to say, hey, it's possible, like you could you could maybe do it. Um, but it's another thing to be at a place or, or at places where they they uh, they prioritize uh, kind of what they said, like in the, through the recruiting process, like, hey, we're going to like let you do this. Not only are we going to let you do it, we're going to kind of make sure that uh, it's possible and it, it can happen for you. You can be successful in both. Um, and again, uh, man, I got to live my dream uh, and it, it was a ton, a ton of fun. Well, I, I know you said that it's been a dream for a long time for you to be able to play both sports, but it's almost like a chicken or the egg type of question as far as like, was there one sport that was the first love or has it always just been both sports as long as you can remember? Uh, I mean, it's always been, I mean, ball for me, like uh, yeah. early on, it, it was, you know, soccer, basketball, 
uh, baseball, you know, football, anything that I could throw around, run around for playing wall ball, for playing wiffle ball. Um, we played trash can soccer in the street a good bit as well. Um, so like for me, it was just always, we love to play ball, right? I've always been a competitor from a young age. Um, and the best way or the best outlet to compete for me, uh, was playing ball. And so, uh, there wasn't really like a, Hey, from this, like, Hey, I only want to do this. And I want to, you know, I want to go be professional in this sport, uh, right now. And that's what I'm doing for me. It was just, Hey, I love competing. Um, what can we compete in? If it was, you know, uh, playing ultimate Frisbee, we're playing ultimate Frisbee. If it was racing on the street, it was racing on the street. And then, uh, I kind of narrowed my outlets to football and baseball as I got older. Um, but yeah, for me, it was just competing. I loved it. So as a quarterback, you have gotten a, also a privilege of being able to play for some really great offensive minds <laughs> during the course of your college career, to say the least. Uh, can you talk to me about being able to play under Coach Kiffin, under Coach Gus Malzahn, and, and some of the best offensive minds that we've seen in college football over the last few years? Yeah, um, I've got, you know, fortunately to be around a lot of football, right? Early on, yep. uh, early in my career, Matt Luke and Rich Rodriguez, right? I'm yep. um, starting off strong with those two. Uh, then in comes Lane Kiffin and Jeff Levy. Um, yep. And, you know, then after the transfer with Coach Malzahn and, and Chip Lindsey, and then finally to end it off with Gus Malzahn and Darren Henshaw. So I've got to be around a lot of ball. Uh, some similar, some completely opposite, some that, you know, uh, that, that are polar opposites. Um, but I've got to, to be around a lot of good football, to say the least. I mean, a bunch of minds that know ball, a bunch of really good offensive minds of how to set up people, uh, how, to, how to scheme teams up in a sense. Um, and I've been really fortunate, right? I know, I know a lot of guys, you know, they're, they're, they're recruited by somebody and, you know, they end up graduating and they've, they've kind of learned from the same guy. And, you know, they, they know the offense like the back of their hand, but that's the only offense that they know. Um, sure. For me, I've got to be around so much ball. I feel like uh, I'm cultured in a sense of, of, you know, the different offenses that I've got to be a part of and got to run. And so, um, yeah, thankful for the journey that I've been on. It's, it's, been a, it's been a roller coaster, but it's something that I'm thankful for. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to definitely help in the long run. I mean, there's not going to be a there's not going to be an offense on the next level that you're not going to have some type of understanding of this type of philosophy, what your aiming points are, what your leverage that you're throwing to against, all the intricacies of playing the quarterback position. I know it's going to be something that is going to come pretty natural to you. And I want to ask you actually about that because you're a you're a player that people's first memory probably of you in college football is the dynamic runner that you were obviously early yeah. on in your Ole Miss career. But then you see what you did, especially the last two years at UCF, and you saw that evolution as a dual-threat quarterback, a guy that could really pick you apart from the pocket and really be the true drop-back player that we think of when we think of NFL football um, quarterbacks. Yeah. So I want to ask about your evolution as a passer, especially over the last couple of years, because I think that you were probably a player that was maybe portrayed as a run-only quarterback early on in your career, maybe a run-then-throw quarterback. Talk to me about the evolution you've had as a passer over the last couple of years. Yeah, so, uh, you know, early on, um, I was kind of, uh, I wouldn't say thrown in the fire. I really wanted to play early. That was one of the things in my recruitment process coming out of high school, man. I really wanted the opportunity to play early. Um, I ultimately uh, got to have that opportunity, um, but it came in the form of, uh, the starter er, got hurt and then I was kind of thrown in there. Um, and when in that kind of situation, you're kind of just, you roll with whatever somebody's good at. 
um, and I was extremely good at running the football. And so um, that first freshman year, um, we were really good at running the football, uh, and I yeah. ran it a lot. We had really uh, a bunch of really good backs, Scotty Phillips, you know, Snoop Connors in the league, Jerry on Ely, um, some guys that could really, really run the football, um, and myself as well back there. And so um, we were we were hard to tackle at some at sometimes, and so that's what we did. We were that's what we majored in, and um, then the next year kind of comes around, and you know, I'm looking to make that next step uh, as a quarterback, right? Really kind of develop my game. Um, and, 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 and make uh, leaps and bounds in the, in the, in the drop-back pass area. Um, but then, you know, coaching change happens, and then uh, they end up going with a different guy. So I really didn't kind of get to put that on display. Um, and so then uh, sit uh, another year, sit two years, and then end up getting in the transfer portal and, and uh, going to, to UCF, where now I've, I've been uh, doing a couple different things at Ole Miss. And, um, I'm trying to redevelop this, this, uh, this skill. Right. And so, um, we, we worked hard in the off season, got to go through my first spring ball I've ever done at UCF. I got to go through two spring balls at UCF. Uh, I didn't really get to play spring football much because we were always doing baseball. Right. Um, and sure. at UCF, I got to, to do, go through spring football and I, and I think that helped me a ton as well. Um, develop as a passer, develop as, uh, 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 a trigger man, right? Like to, to, to be able to make the decisions in the, in the, uh, in the critical moments, I think, uh, goes back to, to how much foundation have you laid early and in those spring ball periods, um, it really helped me a ton. And so, um, I think that was a big part of my game. Um, the spring ball that I got to go through at UCF. Um, but then after that first year, um, that, that next off season, uh, this, I guess it was just this past off season was big as well with Coach Hinshaw and Coach Malzahn as well. And so, um, yeah, just, just, I, I'm, I'm one of those guys that, uh, I'm, I'm big on kind of getting 1% better every day. Um, and then when you look back, you can say, Hey man, I've gotten a lot better from that point. So here I am, you know, at the end of my college career, looking back, you know, my freshman self, like, man, I'm a lot better than I was uh, way back then, but it's because of the, the days that were stacked in between. And so, um, that's kind of been my mentality, how I've, kind of gone about things and it's it's worked out for me. Bet online remains your top spot for all of your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL are all in full swing. Bet online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends and predictions with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to bet online today and use promo code believe that's B L E A V for 50% off your first deposit. That is a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. I, I want to dive deep into your draft process so far, but my last question about just the college career is you were a part of history at UCF, obviously. You know, making the program making the ascension from group of five team up to the Big 12, obviously, this past year. So when you look back at the you know what how UCF has the trajectory they've been on, because obviously they were a great group of five team over the last few years, over the last 10 plus years at this point, but now trajectory into the Big 12 and potentially making some noise. I mean, there's a lot of good football players obviously coming back to the Golden Knights next year, but just how proud are you to be a part of that, you know, to be able to be a part of the classes that helped bring that program up to a major college level, obviously? Yeah, Um Man, really, really proud of that um, to be to be the first, uh, I guess, class to to be associated with UCF in the Big Twelve. Um, obviously, this year uh, we had you know a roller coaster of some highs and some lows. Uh, injury bug kind of bit us, myself included, right? And so, um, 
that that makes for for a wild year, right? Um, but I'm gonna one day look back and say, man, that was cool to be able to to have been on the first team that was you know uh, in the Big Twelve, um, in the Power Five. Um, I think there's something to be said for that, and then I think I'll, I'll look back that. Uh, one day we're all probably gray and old and we're all teammates, uh, all my old teammates. And we'll say, Hey man, do you remember that first year in the big 12? Um, and it'll, it'll make for some good stories for sure. It, it's just such a unique backstory because again, you just don't talk to too many guys that have been able to play two major college sports at the same time, obviously then be a part of a program going from group of five up to the power five a major conference obviously and then also this draft process so far you are one of the i mean it happens every year because players get called up but you started at the hula bowl then you got the call up to the east west shrine which is the longest running all-star game in the draft process the east west shrine bowl has been around forever talk to me about the ability to play in those two games and what you felt like maybe you showcased down there in Florida and then obviously in Frisco, Texas at the East-West. Yeah, uh, both of those opportunities were really big for me. Uh, I really appreciated the opportunity to play in both of them. Um, early on, I was, uh, you know, like as I, as I mentioned, I was hurt this year. I got injured. Um, but, you know, the competitor in me wouldn't let me, you know, sit still for very long. And so we pushed the timeline to get back and, and get back into the swing of things. But um, I think because of that, uh, a lot of the um, early on, you know, uh, you know, senior bowl uh, invites, the all-star game invites, uh, I wasn't a part of because I didn't have the stats to, to go along with it because I missed uh, a couple of games. Right. And so um, sure. I was, I was determined that if I got an opportunity uh, that I would be able to show uh, what makes me different. Right. And so I uh, got the opportunity uh, at the hula bowl to do just that. Um, and, and so really enjoy that experience. Another chance to play at, at UCF at the bounce house. Um, so that was yep. really fun as well. And so um, got to meet a bunch of cool guys as well. And then obviously perform well, got the, the East West Shrine invite um, and, and fortunately perform well in that game as well. And so, um, man, it's been fun. Right. And I've, I've always been one that um, I'll be ready for an opportunity when one arises, um, you're not always promised an opportunity, right? That's something, that's something that you can't control. But, uh, once you're given an opportunity, I think that's what you can control. And so, um, with the opportunities that were presented, I tried to make the most of it, um, and, and really raise some eyebrows, right? Show, show what makes me different, what sets me apart. Um, and so, uh, this, this process has been cool, uh, to be able to play in those two games as well was, was a really cool piece. And down at the East West, obviously you were named the, quarterback of the week for your team as well so you obviously showcased yourself really well in frisco and then funny enough i guess i don't know if it's funny but it, it might be funny Let, let's work through it it might be a little funny but you're down in frisco texas the last college football game technically you ever play is in texas and you're now training in texas so it was kind of yeah. a, maybe a little bit of an easier transition so That's talk to me about how the the training's been going for you so far getting ready for pro day and obviously meeting with teams and just trying to be the best version of yourself, obviously. Yeah. So, um, at the hula bowl, which is in Orlando, which is where I've been, you know, for the last two years, um, I get the call, Hey, you're invited to come to the, to the East West Shrine, which is in Dallas. And I was like, well, that's great because I've already kind of started planning on being in Dallas. And so loaded up the truck and drove 15 hours. Uh, that was a long day, long drive, but, uh, made it to Dallas, started training and then ultimately went back to the East West Shrine and performed. But um, I'm training here uh, at the, the Exos that's in Frisco. Um, it's nice. probably about 
thirds away uh, from where I'm staying. I'm, I'm throwing uh, probably four or five times a week uh, with a guy named Jeff Christensen. Um, I, and we talked about him a little bit, but uh, for the people that aren't really um, aware of who that is, Jeff is, is, is a quarterback coach, and he's been great uh, throughout this process. He's had the opportunity to train Patrick Mahomes and um, Aiden O'Donnell, um, Trey Lance, we get to throw with him a good bit as well, and so um, it's 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 cool to be to be around him and, and to to pick his brain uh, because he's been around it for so long, and then also um, getting to throw a lot with Trey, and Trey is currently living it, um, and and to to be able to pick his brain about stuff as well is 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 a really cool resource, I think, and so um, again, like I said, this is process has been really cool, right? Like this is something that I've I've always wanted to do, and it's going just about how I dreamt of it, right? Like uh, if you could dream it up and draw it up a certain way, it's going uh, just about like that. I love it, man. And Coach Christensen's one of the best, works with a lot of great quarterbacks, (laughs) obviously. You're also down in Exos, which for people that don't know, don't follow the training aspects of everything, Exos is the cream of the crop. It's where the best of the best go every single year to train, obviously for their combine and pro day prep as far as trying to run their best numbers, jump their best do all that type of miscellaneous stuff. So let me ask you about this because I know that people always think that the, you know, the pro day combine training is all just, you know, you're just waking up you're going to run some forties, doing some broad, like all that type of stuff for quarterbacks. It's especially intensive because you are, I mean, I'm sure you're having whiteboard sessions. You already said that you're throwing a lot. I'm sure there's just kind of those sit down, you know, under you know interview prep like that type of stuff as well how intensive is the process right now how hustle and bustle is it yeah so uh i'll kind of give you my daily my daily schedule what 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 do i do in the day um so i get up and i'm there in exos uh at 8 a.m uh i start my kind of pt everybody has a uh a pt session uh whether you're you're injured or not or or doing rehab or not for me i'm I'm doing lower body stuff. I had a knee injury this year. I'm starting to feel, you know, 100%, but um, always want to, you know, stay on top of things, right? And so that's what I'm doing at 8 a.m. And so we do that. Uh, I eat breakfast either before or after that. Um, And then at 9.15, so PT goes about from 8 to 9, right? So you're essentially a workout, right? 8 to 9. And then at 9.15, you're going to do some sort of uh, speed work. So for us, it varies depending on the day. So whether that be uh, forty yard work, forty yard dash work. So if it's starts or if it's the back twenty, it's the back ten. Um, if it's your finish, if it's your drive phase, um, or if it's maybe a five ten five or an L drill, right? A lot of different kind of speed mechanic things, combine uh, kind of tests that we're kind of training for. And so that that'll usually go for an hour to about an hour and thirty. Um, so then after that. Uh, I'm going to throw usually, um, and so we're, there's a couple different fields around Texas. The great thing about Texas is there's some really, really cool high schools around here. That some, some of them have indoor facilities, and some of them have really nice fields that we've been fortunate enough to throw at. Um, so usually uh, after we get done throwing, that'll take you know anywhere from an hour to two hours. Uh, I'll come back and eat something. Maybe it's around you know 12 o'clock, getting close to maybe 1, um, eat some lunch, then have a 2.30 lift. That'll usually go for an hour. Um, and then after that, I usually uh, will either throw again uh, or we're doing some sort of, you know, um, meeting, uh, whiteboard type meeting. Um, and so uh, then after that, it's uh, it's it's dinner. 
um, and then it's you know wash, rinse, repeat type of deal. And so um, days are full. Uh, it's a it's a busy yeah. schedule, but man, uh, I'm getting to do a pretty cool deal right now. I'm getting to I'm getting to yeah. play ball, you know, kind of twenty four seven. It's it's a lot of fun. Are, are you enjoying the grind? I mean, that is it's a day, obviously, and you still like, you yeah, said, I, 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 you know, I think you know some people kind of can get old for them, but man, that's it's something that I've loved doing for a long time. Right. Uh, and it's kind of something that maybe I'm not used to, uh, but I'm, I would say that I'm accustomed to because of, uh, having to do busy schedules, uh, you know, football, uh, UCF being a student athlete and also baseball, I'm kind of used to the, the, the busyness of a schedule and the hustle and bustle of it. Um, and so it's something that I enjoy. It keeps me busy. It keeps me, it keeps me grinding. Um, I, I really enjoy it. My last question for you, and this is more of an overarching question that I know you're going to be asked a million times if you haven't been asked it already, but for a NFL scout, decision maker, whoever that might be listening to this podcast and hearing you for the first time and your perspective, what are you bringing to the table? What do you want to get across? Like what, what if they draft or a team picks you up, John Rice Palmley, what are you bringing to the table? What are you trying to prove to any, any organization that ends up taking a chance on you? Uh, I'm a winner. Uh, I've, I've, I've been that since I've been a, I've been a little kid. Um, I, I, uh, I love winning, uh, but there's nothing more in the world, uh, that I hate more than losing. Um, and so I think if, if you draft John Rice Plumley, um, you're getting a guy that's ready to compete. Um, I'm a winner and I'm gonna do anything to win. And I think if you cut on the tape, I think you'll see that as well. Um, but I think that's something that you can expect from it. Love it, man. Perfect way to end it again. Joined by John Rice Plumley, quarterback, UCF Golden Knights. Spent some time, obviously, at Ole Miss early in his career. Dual sport athlete. Fantastic athlete. Haven't got any eyes on him. Make sure to go back to the UCF film the past two years. John Rice, I really appreciate it again, man. You laid out your schedule. I know it's super busy for you. But thank you so much for joining the show today, man. And best of luck on the rest of the process moving forward, okay? Absolutely. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.